like scary movies? Totally. Hey, y'all. Totally. What's up? It's Jess. Hey, jerk. Speed kills. Ah, baby, bone sherry. Hey, what? Lindsay. The key. You did a great job. You filthy animals. Hello, Sydney. <laughs> I'll be right back. I thought this was about horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, I gotta fan myself. Curdled sack of milk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a really good listener. No, you're not. That's true. We're out of here. Bye. The key. Hello and welcome. Bye, y'all. Bye. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Welcome to season two. We're the Horror Movie Crew. I'm Josh. Hey, y'all. Seth here. Hey, it's Jess. Hey, it's Jess. Fresh back from vacation. I'm feeling great. It wasn't really vacation. It was a sexcation. <laughs> oh, my God. What's a sexcation? I've never been on one. Seth? I don't know. Don't lie. I wouldn't know about such things. Hmm. Yeah, right. You own the Glora Barn. <laughs> <laughs> the Glora Barn? <laughs> You know about all things sex related. I guess a gay cruise would be a sexcation. Have you been on one of those? No. Would you ever? (laughs) No, I feel like that's just asking to catch a disease. Yeah. Hmm. Probably. We don't want that. We don't want that for you. No. Um, This is HMC 41. We're talking about the movie Psycho, Seth's pick from 1960. Seth, that's around the time you were born, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty close. (laughs) Yeah. About 21 years off, but yeah. I'm just kidding. Don't get upset. Bitch. Mm, speaking of diseases, I got my shot today. Good job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My whole arm hurts. I believe it. Like, I feel like it's going to fall off. He got the rectal shot, though. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why does your arm hurt? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. It's weird. I yeah. think it's actually my arm hurts from reaching it around, trying to feel back there. From bracing himself so for it. So they, like, shoot you in the butt and then, like, punch you in the arm, like, good job, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> they do it as a distraction before they insert it into the anus. That way they don't know. I mean, he went in there. Was like, yeah, can I, can I have the Johnson and Johnson suppository? That's <laughs> <laughs> what Seth was telling me about when he, uh, <laughs> when he's going to surprise a man when he's back there. <laughs> going to surprise oh, a man. <laughs> what he'll do is he'll do a donkey punch right in the middle of their back before he inserts himself. Wow. Just to Yeah. <laughs> like a two for one you're like knocking on the door but not really waiting for him to be like hey yeah pounding on that door boop. <laughs> well didn't you say it braces them a little bit because they kind of tighten up yeah 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 that's good i mean usually they're biting on something like a shoe or oh, piece a of shoe. leather yeah that's, that's why cool. his uh meat logs pound is so strong that's what he's doing <laughs> how's he's... the meat log looking these days i actually haven't touched it yet it's probably pretty gross <laughs> let's see Oh, yeah. Stop squeezing it in my direction, it's dude. It's gotten bigger. Quit. Damn it. See, this, oh, my this God. Side's like, this side's like leaking. <laughs> like it's dripped down the butt. That's probably what my butt looked like when I got that COVID vaccination insert. This thing. side is still mostly contained in the slot. Oh, my the hole. God. Look at that one's dripping out. Mm. Yeah. It's terrible. That's fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> Jess, what have you been up to? Well, I went on a work trip. Um... It was great. I got burnt as fuck, though. Mm-hmm. Like, burnt to a crisp red. I want to see your back. 
No, you don't. I really do. You've tell, told us how gross it is. It's, yeah, it's like starting to peel now. So yeah, it's gross. Come on, we need it for an Insta pick. No, yeah. an Insta pick. <laughs> Lay down <laughs> on the table and we'll like lotion up your back. You guys would probably both vomit. You're too like prima donna-ish Whoa. to handle that. Me? Yeah. This sounds kind of gross, but I always liked peeling my sunburns. <laughs> Dude, Abby, I was always like, oh. Abby drives me, <laughs> dude, she drives me crazy. Like, we'll be driving somewhere, and if my arm is sunburned, is peeling, she'll like dig the dead skin yeah. off. She's just taking care of you. No, yeah. it makes Fine. me want to peel. You're not supposed to peel it off, are you? I don't think so. Oh, I've been peeling it the fuck off the leg. I just show us how you peel it off your back. <laughs> oh my god, he really wants to see. I haven't been able to do it because I can't reach it. Do so. you like lay on the carpet and like scoot? No, I just got in the shower and like fucking like. Turn to the heat on blast and hope that it melted it off. <laughs> Was it like dead Shaking. skin laying all over the bottom of your? Um... No, no. Oh, well. We're going way too far into. Oh, sorry, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Jessica's peeling skin. <laughs> so I went on uh, a work trip and yeah, um, that's pretty much it. That's mm. all I've done the last week or so. It's exciting. Yeah, we went to Hilton Head and then took a boat trip to Savannah. And we saw something from your favorite movie ever. What? Tell me. On the way back, we passed the boat dock that Forrest Gump, like the boat, like ran through it. Oh, oh yeah. That's, did you take a picture? Yeah. Uh, man, I wish I could have seen that. I know. You would have been so excited. <laughs> Big fan of that movie. We were pretty fucking drunk, though, coming back from, from Savannah. So mm-hmm. we're, we're like, that's Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> they like announced it on the boat. They're like, if you look off to your left now. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Were you like, my friend hates Sometimes. Forrest Gump? I didn't. Oh. Oh, cool. Glad you thought about me. Thanks. <laughs> You're like, I didn't. Wow. No. I know. Didn't think about it because I love it. So. Okay, fine. Whatever. That's We're not it. here to fucking debate Forrest Gump, okay? Okay. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Seth, what about you? What have you been doing? <laughs> Cleaning out any attics? I or? did just clean out my attic. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, actually, I don't have anything up there. Is that code for mm-hmm. something? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got nothing up Brooke there. Brooke will know what it means. Clean out my attic with some wet wipes. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Um, I did start WandaVision. I do like it yeah. a lot. At first, I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, it took me a minute to get into it. And then you were all in. Yeah, I'm only on, like, the fourth episode. Mm. Is that the 80s one? I think so, yeah. Because it yeah. goes from, like, the decades. Mm-hmm. The decades. The decades. I watched, I binged watch Bonding on Netflix. Bonding? Yeah, it's like a kind of like a dark comedy about like bondage. Like, oh god, (laughs) (laughs) it's like a gay dude and like his best friend from high school, and she's like a dominatrix and works at like this dungeon place. Yeah, it's pretty funny actually. You'd probably like it. It's a and they're only like twenty minute episodes. Yeah, bonding. Like they'll have clients. Like this guy dresses up like a penguin, and like it's just hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah, people are really into this. Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny. And they're really, really short episodes. I like short episodes. Yeah. And then last night I started watching Family Matters. I forgot how funny that was. Is it's that Urkel? Funny. Yeah. Urkel, yeah. yeah. But he's not one. on it yet. It's only the first season. He's not on the first season? Not yet. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know when they bring him in. He wasn't like the main, main person in that show. Not till like later, I feel like. I mean, it was on for like 10 years. It was yeah. on for a long time. What are you watching it on? Hulu. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't. I thought that was like his show. Like that was. Mm-mm. No, I remember them bringing You're him right. on later. It did kind of turn out that way, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. So I've been watching some TV. 
dude, you're crushing it. I right know. Now. You did a great job. This is the best. <laughs> this is the best start you've ever done. Yeah. Right, when I told you I tried to watch Country Comfort and I cannot get into it. Never I've even heard, heard, of, heard of it. You have heard of it? Haven't. It's oh. a Netflix show. It has um, Leanne Rhymes' husband in it. The one that she left her husband for, Eddie something. Mm. What? Not How do sure. you know about yeah. like these country music controversies? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know much about Leanne. Yeah, but anyway, it's like trying to be like the ranch, but it's like Full House. Like oh. it has, like there's kids and it's pretty corny, but yeah. it's like trying to be that kind of show. Do they say the f word? No, not that I've heard. That sounds terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted yeah. to like it, but I'm just not. You really not wanted content. you wanted to like it. Yeah, you wanted you it. Just yeah. Wanted it. You wanted it bad. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, while you're talking here, uh, I asked you a question earlier, but you didn't answer it yet. So when you trim your beard, do you have to lint roll your chest? <laughs> <laughs> no. Why? Do you trim your beard with a shirt on? Mm, no. Hmm. But I usually get in the shower right after I do it, like wash it out. Oh, you trim your beard before you get in the shower. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, that's yeah. smart. Yeah. That's probably why I fucked up today. Because I had this big nasty thing going on. I don't know if you saw it. You probably didn't see it. No. But um, I got rid of it, clearly. And um, I had already taken a shower. And it was like all over me. So I got the fucking uh, lint roller out, okay. dude. It worked wonders. I was like, where are we going with this question? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it worked fucking wonders, dude. It was great. Yeah, I always do it before the shower. Now I know. Mm-hmm. Now I know, Joss. Yeah. Mm. It's good yeah. to know. Interesting I had to like, stand in the middle of the kitchen and do it like you apparently do. <laughs> I did it over the table, so when you're eating pizza off of it later, you'll have little hair crumbles in your yeah. pizza. You just you're go welcome. stand out on the front porch and do it. <laughs> I do trim my... I clip my fingernails out back. Yeah, I do that, too. Oh, okay. Whatever. Um, I have been watching every fucking movie in the Final Destination franchise because we just recorded another horror pod. We just recorded the Final Destination franchise. Ew. Dude, those movies. Are you got? Do you like those movies, Jess? Um, I like like the first two, mm. and then it kind of goes downhill for me. I liked them at the time, but I feel like they get really predictable. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's the same scenario. Like they avoid something, and then they all die in like a different way. Just about, yeah. I didn't know there's a Final Destination five. Did you know this? I think so. I think I actually saw it in theater. What, it like was hap- good. It was actually good. Like what happens? At, like what are the deaths? The, well, the very first one is the bridge collapses. Oh, I think I did see that one. It wasn't bad. It was mm. pretty good. It was the fourth one's fucking horrendous. That's the NASCAR track one. Yeah, I don't like that. I didn't see that one. It's rough. But so yeah. is five the one where that glass? Is like falling. No, that's and crushes the, the boy. That, yeah, that's two. Yeah, that's the log oh. truck one. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck now, just got it mixed Five, up. the bridge collapse. Um, three is the roller coaster. Three is the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. That, that one freaked me out. That one might be my favorite, actually. Yeah. The roller coaster. Yeah, it's mm. a good one. That's what would happen to me if I was in play test. I'd be on a roller coaster that like derailed. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. I'd probably just have Josh Peters show up in mine. Uh, I watched Psycho, clearly, for this. Mm-hmm. Charlie and I watched Hocus Pocus yesterday. That was fun. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. And there's this movie on Prime. It's called He's Out There. Have either of you seen it? No. No. Is that with Chloe? Or no, I'm thinking of a different one. Never mind. No, this I, this woman has been in other stuff, but I forget her name, but it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. It's But it has terrible reviews, just so you know. If you go look at the reviews and you're like, God, Josh is so stupid. It's actually a good movie. Yeah. Nice. Is that a burp again? Did you burp in my ear again? I was adjusting my microphone. All right. That's what I've been doing. That's what I've been up to. Um, I guess I probably should have said this earlier, but we just released uh, an April Fool's episode. By the time this episode's out, obviously you can already go listen to the other one. But we and 
a podcast on Elm Street, switched roles, and we hosted their show, and they hosted our show. So you guys should let us know what you thought about that and how much cooler we are than them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you did a great job, guys. Way to jump in there and back me up. Yeah. All right, let's jump into Truth No Dare. Seth, these are your questions. I think you did a great job, buddy. I'm really excited to hop into these and talk about them. Good. I'm glad. All right, I'll read the first one and answer it. We'll go around the table. You ready? We'll go clockwise because Jessica's a big fan of clockwise rotations. How long have you had your oldest pair of underwear? Hmm. Um, so I wear the Under Armour underwear, and they uh, last a really long time, so probably six years. That's the exact same thing that I put. Like oh. Six years. Yeah, mine's probably five or six years old, but I have a myriad of underwear brands. A myriad. Yeah. A myriad? Oh. Yeah, but the oldest one's probably five or six, and I only wear it like if I'm out of everything else. Oh, they're like your uh, like they're start like the elastic starting to go bad, that kind of thing. You need to get rid of those yeah. immediately. But they're like my emergency pair. They're like your laundry day undies. Yeah, you have emergency panties. Yeah, like if oh <laughs> shit, I'm out of panties. Yeah. Oh, here's this old reliable <laughs> pair of panties. You don't have an emergency panty? Mm. No. Oh my god, everyone should. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> no, I got like a couple I don't really care for, but I don't wear them unless I have to. But he has like forty pairs of underwear. So. I have a lot of underwear. Yeah. The day will come where you're like, "Fuck! I should have had an emergency yeah. panty." Jess and Seth were right. I should have had some emergency panties. Maybe I don't know. The uh, we do so much laundry because of the kids that this is just a continuous cycle of laundry being done at this yeah. at this household. I did think I shit myself the other night though. Wow. Yeah. I don't really want to go into that story. So go yeah. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I went. I went. We all went. It's oh, trying to read the damn question. <laughs> oh, no. I guess it is me. Right? Because... No. Clockwise. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't know if you, like, officially answered the question. Oh. You're like, ah, that's, like, what I said, too. So I didn't know if that meant you answered it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude. If you had to suck on the toe of a foot, which would, would it be? A severely diseased foot with open sores on all toes oozing a gelatin-like substance. <laughs> 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 foot where each toenail is six inches long, yellow, and infected, which means you have to chew through the nail to get to the toe to suck. Josh's foot. What the fuck, dude? Hmm, this is a tough one. Uh, I guess I'll have to go with Josh's foot. I also said Josh's foot. Um, that was pretty gross. I guess I'm going to go with my own foot because he's... As nasty as my feet are, they do not touch these scenarios that you have put on the sheet. <laughs> you don't have a gelatin-like substance oozing out of your... Uh, I don't have that. Or six-inch toenails. <laughs> um, Ew. Can you imagine? Gross. I've got a consistently black toenail because it's broken all the time. Ew. It's, it's when I run, it breaks. Like, like uh, ew. It grew, so it'll turn black, it'll grow out, right? And it's like, you know, you got to trim your toenail. You, Jessica has no desire to hear this story. Um, <laughs> I'll have to post a photo of it. I clip it, and then when the last part of the black part of the toenail gets to the end of my foot, I'll run, and it'll fucking do it again. And I can feel it. I'll feel it. You can feel it pop. when it oh. <laughs> Yeah, it fucking hurts, dude. And then my sock fills up with blood. You want to go? or Would you be a good kindergarten teacher? <laughs> Um, no, probably not. Uh, I would give it my best shot, but, um, no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just see so you leaving after like a couple minutes. You're like, mm, that's not for me. No. Yeah. I don't think I would either. I, w I want to think that I would be, but like, yeah. I, 
I feel like you probably would. I feel like I would, but I feel like I'd go home every night and hate life. Probably. Um, I definitely think it's something you would have to be passionate about. Oh, yeah. For sure. So. And I, <laughs> honestly, I'm not a huge fan of other people's kids. That's it. That's it for me, too. So. Like, if I, like, like coaching soccer was cool for me, and I really enjoyed it because both my kids were on the team. Yeah. But I would never voluntarily go out and coach another soccer team that my kids weren't on. Yeah, that sounds right. terrible. Yeah. Sounds awful. So I feel like that's how I'd be with kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like kids. That sounds awful. Yeah. That's bad. Just go kick the ball. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. He's over texting in the goal. <laughs> Great job, Timmy. Timmy. No, I would absolutely not make a good kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't. You'd be the worst. Like, shit, sit down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> just imagine all three of us teaching a class together. Oh, my God. Oh, God. It'd be horrible. Seth would be over there, like, with sunglasses on. He'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Seth's hungover. Like you guys need to keep the volume down. All the lights would be off. Like <laughs> <laughs> It'd be movie day every day. Uh, if you were stranded on a deserted island, which one of these items would you choose to have with you, assuming you have an adequate supply of food and water? A spoon, a copy of Shell Silverstein's <laughs> A Light in the Attic, a solar-powered vibrator, or floss? So I have a question. Yeah. Of course, I always have a question. Is this an endless supply of dental floss, or is it like one piece of floss that I have to continuously use over and Let's over? Let's say it's again? an endless supply. Um, then I'm probably going to go with the floss because not only would it help me, you know, maintain nice dental hygiene, but I feel like yeah. I could also use it as a, a tool for other things. Hmm. I feel like you could use like blades of grass for floss, though. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, but you can't like tie things together and build a, some sort of constructed piece of something with, <laughs> with blades floss. of grass. You That's, definitely could with floss. I suppose you could use it to assemble a raft. Mm, see? <laughs> see? Exactly. Faster than the one in Kong. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe not though. You never know. <clears throat> I'm going to go with a copy of Shel Silverstein's A Light in the Attic. I want to stay educated while I'm on this island reading poems. That would have been the last one of these I would have. Because you well, don't need a spoon. You don't really need a vibrator. You can just use your hand. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, I also said a copy of Shell Silverstein's <laughs> 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 Light. I totally thought of you when I put that as an option. it's a treasure, let me tell you. It Do is you, a treasure. You like this book? I love Shell Silverstein, yes. These are like the weird kind of dark kid poems, right? Mm, a little. They're, I don't think they're super dark. Mm. Is it, maybe I'm thinking of something else. Where the sidewalk ends, maybe? That might be it. But I, I think know. she did the illustrations for that. It's mm. good. Well, clearly I'm the dumb hillbilly of the group, and I was not going <laughs> to go with a book of poetry. <laughs> on I'm all with floss. I got floss. Went with the <laughs> item I felt could be used as a tool. Whatever. If you had to perform on America's Got Talent, Excuse me. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Which one of the following talents would you choose? Interpretive dance in silence with no music or sound. <laughs> tap dancing to WAP. Hula hooping to Tiny Tim's tiptoe through the tulips. Or hanging upside down from a trapeze while eating grapes. Hmm. Grapes. Hula hooping huh. to Tiny Tim. It's <laughs> <laughs> like picturing you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah. Now that I think about it, <laughs> it's like too slow of us. <laughs> it'd be a real slick. It'd be where, where the hula hoop almost fell, and then she'd whop yeah. it back up. <laughs> I did the part where it goes. 
<laughs> but she would like bring it back up. <laughs> It'd be real slow again. It'd be a real <laughs> slow. <laughs> We're like start way up by her boobs and just keep working. <laughs> 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 Tiptoe through the tulips with uh. me. That would be really fucking weird now that I think about it. I'm going to change my answer. <laughs> we need to make a video now. Um, uh, Yeah, I would definitely tap dance to WAP. <laughs> I would also like to know how one tap dances to WAP. Yeah. That would also be it funny. It would be easier to just like do my foot. Wow. Like one wop. foot? I don't think they say WAP WAP at all in that whole fucking song, dude. <laughs> wop WAP WAP. Park that yeah, She back. does say that, but okay. It'd be like, park that back truck in this little garage. I'm tap dancing to WAP, baby. I'm going to make the floor wet. You know? I'd be like Jesco. Is that what his name was? Yeah. Yeah. White. Jesco White. He would tap dance to WAP. <laughs> Still laughing about your hula hooping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with, um, I don't know, because honestly, interpretive dancing with no music would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> I know. It'd be like, like uh, I could see Seth doing it. I know. You just see it like the whole audience just sitting there as t- <laughs> silence and we're just t- t- <laughs> getting in people's faces and shit. Uh, maybe that's I'm changing my answer to that. What That'd if you funny. danced to WAP but with no music and silence? <laughs> you, you had to like interpretive dance like so people knew it was that song. Yeah, but you have it in like your headphones, but nobody else can hear it. Oh my you god! You have to do like water like moves by your by your vagina. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Oh All right. Hey, Seth, great job with the questions. You did excellent. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. good for a laugh. It was funny. <laughs> they were good for a laugh. It was funny. If I just like fall over on the mic stand and start convulsing, call somebody. Oh, from your shot? Yes, because we don't know what's going on with my arm because he keeps jerking up and smacking Jessica in the head. Um, so I didn't even say this at the beginning. Wow, I'm really slipping here, guys. The theme, this is our first episode of, of April that is themed, and I'm going to fuck this up, but it is April showers bring dot, dot, dot. So it's all rain, <laughs> storm themed sort of movies. So that was pretty easy. Yes. You'll remember that one. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I've, that monster one was a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. They kept calling it like Monster Mariachi something. Mariachi. Mm-hmm. M- Marriott. Mm-hmm. Marriott. <laughs> yes. It's a myriad. I was. I have a myriad. A myriad? How'd you say that? Myriad. Yeah, yeah. whatever. All right. Getting lit and talking shit. Scary movie discussion. Our movie this episode is Psycho. Seth, this was your pick. Why did you pick this movie? Do I really need to answer that? Yes. <laughs> Everybody already knew, but go ahead. It's just one of the best horror movies of all time. And it's the one that kind of basically launched the genre into popular popularity. The genre. God, you're so smart, dude. I know. Um, When you were in art school, that's what you called it, right? No, but... (laughs) Emily, oh. (laughs) Art school. Um, When you were in art school, did people tell you that a lot? About Psycho? No, that you're very smart. I don't recall. Okay. Because I think you're dumb. Seth is dumb. Written on my paper. Wow, uh, that's really nice of you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Jess, you remember the first time you watched this movie? Or was this the first time you watched this movie? This was my first watch. Ooh. What? <gasps> you dirty this dog. This my first watch. Sheesh. Now I'm really interested to hear what she says. Do you remember your first watch? Uh, vaguely. Actually, I was pretty little, which I'm surprised I watched it. But after I watched this, then I watched all the other ones. 
Mm. Like All I went of the psychos? Them. Yeah. Really? I've never seen any of them but this one. Well, other than the Vince Vaughn one, but. Yeah, the psycho, was it three or, mm-hmm. or four? I don't remember. One is a prequel, I believe, right? I don't recall. I haven't seen them since then. Okay, great. Fucking great. But I watched them back then. I thought they I, were very good. All of them are good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I watched the Vince Vaughn 1998 version first. And obviously I had seen Scream before that and it's referenced quite a bit in Scream. But um, so then I went back and watched this because everybody had said that the Vince Vaughn one was so bad, but it was basically a shot for shot remake is what everybody had said. So I went back and watched it and I really enjoyed this movie even from the first time I watched it. So I, I don't know how many times I've watched it. I've watched it a bunch, but I do also enjoy it. Characters. Anthony Perkins is Norman Bates. I looked him up, and I don't know anything else he was in. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Just this. Once you're Norman Bates, you're Norman Bates forever. Well, he pretty much got stereotyped as that mm. after this, I think. Not good. Janet Lee, Marion Crane. That is Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Mm-hmm. She's also in Halloween H2O. Yes. How great. John, driving the same car the exact same car yeah yeah there's a little weird you know thing going on there between her and it's a little sexual tension I very think, much movie. so it's a, a lot, lot of sexual tension dude there's a lot john gavin plays sam loomis <sighs> that name sounds familiar Seth. Mm-hmm. do you know any other Loomis? i wonder where they got the name from hmm. in the halloween movies hmm. and scream billy loomis oh well, that's true dun 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 <gasps> vera miles it's a lot lila 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 crane right yeah. Man, I can't read today. Damn. Losing my motherfucking mind, Jess. Damn. Directed by Sir Alfred Hitchcock. You don't like him, do you? I do. Mm. Very much so. I want to lick his bald head. Not quite that much. The movie had a budget of $806,000 and a box office of $50 million. Wow. Damn. Holy smokes. Seth, you want to hit us with the synopsis? <clears throat> A Phoenix secretary embezzles $40,000 from her employer's client, goes on the run, and checks into a remote motel run by a young man under the domination of his mother. Ooh. I thought you'd like that domination. I do. That's why I paused for a moment. I was like, ooh. Ooh. I had to Google $40,000 in 1960 when I was watching this. It was like $350,000 or something like that. $355,000. So... Because at first, you know, just because you're forgetting what year it is, like 40000 I was mm. like, oh shit, that's a lot of money to run away with. Abby watched this with me and she looked it up. She was like, oh my gosh, did you know that $40,000 in 1960 was the equivalent of $355,000 today? And you were like, no, I did not know that. I was like, oh shit, girl, no wonder she mm. is freaking out about the envelope. Yep. Okay? <laughs> about the envelope. She okay. does touch that thing a lot. Yeah, yeah she does. Dirty girl. Dirty, dirty girl. You ready? Ready. (laughs) (laughs) That was a phoned-in turkey gobble if I ever heard one. Wow. We'll have to fix that in post. (sighs) Scene one, opening scene, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. The Psycho music plays to the credits. One thing, these old movies, they always put the fucking credits at the beginning of the movie. Drives me crazy. 
The movie opens in Phoenix, Arizona on Friday the 11th. Marion and Sam have just had some afternoon delight in a cheap hotel. She wants more than just sex when he's in town for his business trips. He has debts from his dead father and he's paying his ex-wife alimony. Back at the office, Marion beats her boss back from lunch and finds out that her sister is going to Tucson for the remainder of the weekend. Marion has an awkward conversation with one of their clients. He's buying a wedding present for his daughter, a house that's $40,000 cash. Marion's boss tells her to take the money directly to the bank. He doesn't want it in the office over the weekend. Marion asks for the day off after running the money to the bank. We cut to Marion in her room, packing her bag and stashing the cash envelope. On her way out of town, Marion sees her boss across, uh, go through a crosswalk as he notices her in the car in front of him. Okay. Would you guys have taken the money? Level with me. Mm, probably not. No. 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 <coughs> Was the only way she could be with Sam, though. It's true. She wants to pay off his debts. And then I think, doesn't she say, I have debts of my own? Mm-hmm. Which we don't ever find out about, right? Mm-mm. But I don't know. Back then, I feel like it'd be a lot harder to get caught. Probably. Because yeah. everything's so like electronic now. But like then, yeah. I don't. Maybe then I would have. I don't know. I don't think they would bring that much cash in right you just you'd wire it i would guess oh yeah for sure sure. that's why i'm supposed to be like a rich dude buying a house he's paying in cash he was a real douche too yeah he was a fucking (laughs) douchebag um so the the beginning we really get that sam is very very ashamed of his current status in life hey he lives behind the hardware store that's the i thought that's what he said but i was like did he say he lives behind the hardware store yeah paying alimony Mm -hmm. oh man he fucked up poor bud should have kept his dick (laughs) in his pants should have Fucking Do you like how the, sec- the other secretary in the place was like, oh, I have tranquilizers instead of aspirin. <laughs> yes. like, oh my God. Hot damn. <laughs> it was just a party. She's like, you want a party? I got some lewds. I don't kill the yeah. man. <laughs> I asked Jess for a Tylenol the other day and she was like, I got these fucking elephant tracks. <laughs> you stick one in your butt, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so she clearly she's stealing the money to so that her and Sam can, can I'm guessing, run off together because, well, I mean, she's, they're going to track her down, I would think. Don't you guys? That's true love, mm. man. She wasn't thinking with her head. She was just like, I love him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's thinking with her uh, her classic roast beef sandwich. She was. Classic <laughs> roast um, beef sandwich. There's a question for you, Seth. Mm-hmm. I have not watched a lot of Alfred Hitchcock movies. Are all of his movies fucking so hot that everybody's miserable? This is the second one we've watched. And if you remember in the first one, Rear Window, it's fucking hotter than balls and they talk about it the whole time. And in, in, in this one... No, because I don't think in The Birds it was. Oh, fuck, we did do The Birds, mm-hmm. didn't we? Yeah, okay, well, there goes that theory. I thought Alfred Hitchcock likes to make people miserable. But they are in Phoenix. Mm, that's true. Uh, when the uh, the client is hitting on her in the um, in the office, he makes a comment, sometimes I can keep my mouth shut. Did you guys catch that? Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? Is Probably talk- like, well, I don't know if he was like wanting to have a, a fling with her. Right. Maybe he's saying that, you know, I won't tell. Uh, I thought he meant physically like he was going to go down on her box and he could keep his mouth <laughs> closed while he's. Probably not 1960, but. <laughs> All right. Well, there goes that theory. I'm going to go <laughs> but ahead. But maybe, you know. And cross People had off. needs then. All right, anything else about that first scene you guys want to want to talk about or that I missed? No, just the cinematography is cool. I'll lick the stamps. Oh. <laughs> she did say that. I was I'll like, lick the Whoa. stamps. She's just, she loves the man, regardless she of does. his status. She just wants him to. That's true. 
Here's a question. If he's that poor and he lives behind a hardware store, why is he frequently making business trips? I kind of thought the same thing. Well, I took it that he's paying all of his money to the ex. Yeah, or, the alimony. Yeah. So he's got funds coming in. He just don't get none of them funds. Right. They're coming in and going right back yeah. out. That's and what happens. Out. That's yeah. what happens, dog. She gets half. Sounds like she's getting more than half in that case. I'm guessing Sam did Well, she probably bad. has the kids or something, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going to run off without the kids. Scene two, a little road nap and the Bates Motel. Oh, one quick thing. Oh, for Christ's sakes. I gave you the floor, Seth. Go so, ahead. <laughs> when she does see her boss... Mm-hmm. And why is he like look all confused? I didn't get. He was like, like he I wondered that yeah. too when she's in the car. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I because she thing. said she had a headache and she was going home and she's going to spend the weekend in bed. And then uh, and okay, there she is. Like, yeah, it was like he didn't recognize her. It was just weird. It did. Maybe he was doing like a double take. Like he was like, well, I can't be her. She's supposed to be asleep in bed. That's kind of how well, he looked at her. And like her like, dumbass wave. She's like, ah, ooh. I know. And then yeah. she was like super nervous. Yeah. I was like, why the fuck did she even wave at him like that? <laughs> She, and then she was like just a reaction probably that's true she's super nervous and sketchy the whole fucking time which we'll, we'll get to oh, yeah. a little bit of that here so scene two a little road nap in the bates motel marion is awoken by a police officer as we see that she slept on the side of the road inside of her car she acts super awkward and then makes the mistake of getting shitty with the cop because that never ends well he gives her the license he uh, takes her license he checks her license plate he gives her her uh, license back and then she pulls off and we see that he's following her for a while um, we see the police officers watching her. She takes her car to a used car lot to switch her car out for another one. She switches her car out and pays $700 for the new car and then almost forgets her luggage in the fucking other car. So the mechanic runs it out to her as she's driving. She's, uh, like running these scenarios through her head of what people are, how people are reacting to her going missing. We hear, um, her boss and her sister worried, uh, Cassidy is pissed that she stole his money. That's the guy that had the forty thousand uh, dollars. We see that it's now nighttime, and with the theme of the month, it starts piss pouring rain so hard that she can't see in front of her. She pulls into the Bates Motel. There's no one in the office, but she sees a woman walk by an upstairs window in the large house on the hill behind the ho- the behind the motel. After honking the horn, we see a man walk down the steps and into the office. They have 12 cabins and 12 vacancies. How ironic. We find out that they moved the highway, so the hotel rarely sees any guests. The man, his name's Norman, Norman Bates. He puts her in cabin one, closer to the office, just in case she needs anything. Um... The nearest diner isn't for 15 miles, so Norman invites her up to the house for sandwiches and milk, which I thought was kind of gross. She agrees, and he tells her that he'll be back when it's ready. Uh, when he leaves, Marion hides the cash in a newspaper that sits beside her bed. As she's hiding the money, we can uh, she can hear through the open window that Norman and his mother are arguing about her coming up for dinner. Um, she doesn't want her feeding her appetite with her food. And she taunts Norman, calling him a coward. Very, very mean to Norman. Marion sees Norman leave the house and descend the steps. Okay. She was so freaking obvious. Was she not? Oh, yeah. Oh, with the cop? The cop, the car mm. lot. Like, and then. I thought it was funny. The cop knocks on the window and she just like gets up and starts the car like she's going to leave. Like she yeah. doesn't even say anything. Well, not only that, she was like, obviously she was doing something she should have been doing. Mm. Right. I was like, oh, just play it cool, Marion. What are you doing? Dude, she was freaking out with that sales dude. Mm-hmm. And then the sales guy, he's like, I've never <laughs> seen when the uh, customer pressures the salesman. Yeah. And I can't believe she kept doing it even when the cop was across the street. Like, she still went through with. That's what I was thinking. She kept, like, looking yeah. back at him. I'm like, he sees you. Like, he's <laughs> right across the street. 
Well, the reason you would switch cars is so that you can't be tracked, right? Right. right. But he sees her leave and obviously could write down her license plate. And then she almost fucking drives off without her luggage. Yeah, that part was funny, though. (laughs) Totally something I would do. (laughs) Like, miss, you forgot everything else that you brought Mm. with you. She got her cash, though. She did. She could buy new buy new underwear. This is true. She could buy new panic panties. I guarantee she had her emergency panty in there. Oh, she had some. <laughs> Dude, she was squeezing yeah. them emergency panties real tight because she plus, was nervous. Plus, she went to the bathroom to take the money out, which is kind of <laughs> odd, you know. <laughs> she didn't do it great. Did you notice that the license plate on the original car was anal 709? Yeah. <laughs> A-N-L, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> of course I saw that. I know. I was like, Seth definitely caught this. <laughs> I thought the part where the cop was following her was pretty creepy, especially in an older movie like this, like the way they shot it. The fact that he like pulled across the street as she's getting mm. ready to pull out and then he gets out and is like adjusting his pants mm. and shit. Like. <laughs> just like that part. <laughs> wow. You did like that part, didn't you? I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, this yeah. police officer was a terrible driver, by the way. See how fast he pulled in mm. there? He's like, yeah, boom, boom, like boom. Uh, the music is awesome in this movie. You it's know, it's all done yeah. with strings. Strange, really? Yeah, somewhere in the facts I read that. On your 9,000 page mm-hmm. facts you brought. Uh, would you guys agree to have dinner with this dude? He's very creepy, Norman. No. A no. sandwich and milk Especially from the creepy that. house? No. I'd be like, no milk, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brings down warm milk and a kind of gross sandwich. I was sandwich. just going to say, I guarantee you'll be fucking warm mm-hmm. milk, too. That's something yeah. somebody feeds you when they want to put you down. <laughs> <laughs> I brought you some warm milk. Have you been in this Ugh. scenario? like Just with children. Oh. Well, my child. Oh. This is the only person I've given warm milk to, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't normally ask if anybody wants She, it. like, serves at a dinner party. She's like, oh, I have appetizers. Here's some warm milk. I got the milk warming up in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Vitamin D. For the record, I don't think he said warm milk, did he? <laughs> I know, no, we're just taking this in yeah. a totally different direction. <laughs> like, just out of that house, it looks like it would be warm milk. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, he brought it down to like a pitcher, too. It wasn't even in the fucking jug. Yeah. They probably didn't have jugs back then, actually. Probably had that milkman, right? Dropped off the glass. The milkman. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Is that a fantasy of yours? Yeah. I'm here to deliver your milk. But I feel like they probably were not hot. <laughs> Seth's like, can I get the milk straight from the tap? Yeah, I want it fresh. <laughs> Um, okay, so the scene of Mrs. Bates being a total B to Norman, the whole time that was going on, you could hear it, I thought of you, Seth. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds, she was saying things I could see you saying to somebody. Really? Yeah, you coward. <laughs> I think I'd be a little more like forceful than that. Not even a man, Norman. Maybe that. Norm. Norm. <laughs> norm but even <laughs> after all that like if she hears that one she'd be like mm, i think i'm gonna stay somewhere else i probably would yeah yeah it's and a the rain of a red flag and the rain had stopped like, yeah yeah it was very weird like, i'm the only one here he's bringing me warm fucking milk and okay. now this old lady's screaming at him <laughs> we don't know that the in the fucking taxidermy birds yeah we're getting to that scene yeah. three oh i've caused you some trouble norman shows up with a tray of food and tells marion that his mother isn't quite herself today norman acts awkward as marion invites him in to eat in her room he insists they eat in the parlor off of the office they make small talk about birds eating a lot and he doesn't know anything about birds despite having a bunch on his walls we find out norman is a taxidermist norman takes care of the grounds and the cabins he also runs the office he runs errands when his mother allows him and he tells her that a boy's best friend is his mother and he asks marion what she's running away from norman tells marion that his mother is ill she's raised she has raised him by herself and that his father uh died at 
when he was five. She met another man who talked her into building the, ho- the motel, and then it was too big of a loss when he died also. Norman tells her that he can't leave her. He doesn't hate her, only what she's become and her illness. Mary suggests that he puts her in some place, which was a big no-no, because that triggers Norman into yelling and... <laughs> yelling at her and expressing his disgust for madhouses. Norman tells her that she's she's innocent. She's innocent as one of these stuffed birds. As they talk, Norman becomes very fucking angry, and then he starts to back off, telling her that he just goes a little mad sometimes, but we all go a little mad sometimes. Don't we, Billy Loomis? Hmm, Seth? Hmm, 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 hmm. Marion leaves telling him that she's got to go back to Phoenix to get herself out of a trap that she's put herself in. As she goes back into her room, Norman listens through the wall of the office, moving a picture, revealing a peephole as he watches Marion get undressed. Norman leaves the office and heads back up to the house and sits at the table by himself. Marion writes a letter and throws it, uh, rips it up, throws it in the trash. She gets in the shower and behind her, we see a woman walk in and stab her multiple times as she slowly sinks to the bottom of the tub, reaching for the curtain, pulling it down as we zoom in on the drain. Okay, so got your guys' initial thoughts of Norman when they're in this parlor eating. What, Jess, what what did you think about this creepy dude? I honestly didn't think he was as creepy until after, like, the madhouse stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, started really going downhill from that point. <laughs> we all go a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad. I'd be like, I'm packing up after this warm milk and I'm yeah. going to fucking hit the road, like, <laughs> tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm not waiting till morning. See ya. Yeah, if I were her, I'd be like, I gotta go take a dump. And be like, get the <laughs> fuck out of there. This sandwich is giving me the shit. Yeah, your warm milk is <laughs> run right through me. Uh, clearly, he has done something bad in cabin one before because he doesn't want to go in there and eat, right? Because she yeah. invites him in initially, which also is fucking stupid. Yeah. Come in my room, sir. Yeah, and eat sandwiches. And warm milk. <laughs> and warm milk. We'll do shots of warm milk out of my belly button, Norman. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that whole discussion is pretty creepy when he's like, we're all in our own private traps and like stuff yeah. like that. Yes. Um, and then he also makes a comment that a son is no ex- no excuse or no substitution, something for a lover. Yeah, that mm. was weird. That was fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made my skin crawl. That was really weird. We all go a little mad sometimes. <laughs> oh, I love that line, though. Yeah. It's a good line. He's cray. Isn't that like from Alice in Wonderland? Or it's kind of like similar to that? Uh, I don't know if I that would have become before that or not either. But I'm pretty sure it is a line out of that. It could be. I'm not sure. It was um man, we'll get that later. And I did note like the shots of the you know how he goes back to the house. Mm-hmm. Like now that you know what happens at the end, it's like even creepier, like knowing that like it's just him in there. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. uh yeah. Fucking weird, dude. Very <laughs> Um the shower scene. This is probably the most uh, I won't say the most, but it's a very iconic horror scene correct yeah. everybody knows this scene mm-hmm. when you see it you know what movie it's from um i couldn't believe the amount of times that she gets stabbed and the very little <laughs> amount of blood that we see i know it's just like yeah. a little speckle <laughs> <laughs> it's like she got stabbed so many times that she but there was like no blood until the end and it was just like splat and then it didn't come out yeah well, you have to remember what year this was. Like nobody had ever done this before, so right. it was so like shocking to see that. Mm-hmm. It was fucking honestly, it was creepy. Like when you mm-hmm. see her show up out of the like in the yeah. background, it is. Yeah, and, and you, w- see, you see her through the curtain. And the, the par- go ahead. I was just gonna say her mouth is open a lot more than like I. I didn't realize people kept their mouths open like that in the shower. 
Do you? <laughs> She's she trying to rinse in. out the warm milk. She was like, had her hair under the shower and was like. <laughs> do I do that? Now I'm like trying to recreate. I do that my... sometimes. I like, I don't, I don't think I open my mouth like that in the shower. I think I might. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you doing that for sure. We You're need like, to know ah. who opens their mouth and who doesn't. In the yeah. Shower. We'll have to do a survey. Yeah. We'll do that on the story there. What'd you have? Just how creepy she looked when she fell out of the shower and like yeah her eyes are open and it like zooms out it's like that was a good shot yeah scene four norman to the rescue the camera pans out from marion's face and we see she's dead and her eyes are open and if you notice her eye it zooms out and you can see she's actually looking at the paper on the nightstand with the cash in it we hear norman yelling from the house about his mother being covered in blood norman rushes to the room and cleans up the mess by putting marion in the shower curtain he places her in the trunk of her car and goes back inside to pick up the mess uh that has been left and he tosses her things in the back of the car including the newspaper full of cash norman drives the car around the back side of the hotel a motel and pushes into the pond the car sinks halfway down and then stops norman looks very worried and then the car sinks the rest of the way and he smiles we cut to sam writing a letter in the back of his hardware store as marion's sister lila shows up looking for her as no one has heard from her since friday as they're talking uh a man named arbogast Shows up. He's a private investigator. He was hired by the man she stole the money from. We get a montage of Arbogast checking into ho- or checking at hotels and finally arriving after I don't know how many scenes of him at hotels it was. It was quite a few. But he arrives at the Bates Motel and Norman is sitting out front eating a bag of candy. Norman tells him that no one's been there for a couple weeks and then makes the mistake of telling him that an older couple had actually stopped out last week and they almost missed the sign because he didn't have it on. After finding Marion's alias name in the record book, Arbogast starts to pressure Norman a little bit. Norman freaking folds like a tent in a windstorm. <laughs> he starts stuttering. He's going back on mm-hmm. comments that he'd made previously. We see outside of the hotel that Arbogast sees a woman in the window sitting in a rocker and asks who's in the house. Norman lies and tells him nobody's there. He lives there by himself, but then again fucks up and tells him that his mother lives up there with him. Arbogast pushes Norman about being uh, used by Marion. Norman tells him that she may have tricked him, but she did not trick his mother, which triggers Arbogast to ask to speak with his mother, and Norman asks him to leave immediately after a quick call to lila arbogast goes back to the motel because he just doesn't feel satisfied satisfied with his initial uh, talk with norman he doesn't find norman in the office so he goes up to the house and he lets himself in as he slowly ascends the steps we see the murderous woman come out of her bedroom and stab arbogast in the face stabbing him to death after he falls down the steps uh, again she's over him and she keeps stabbing him so okay so I thought the beginning part of the scene where it pans out of on Marion's face and you see her looking at the money she stole, was this supposed to be like a, a, a pure karma type of thing? Probably, yeah. I feel like it, yeah. I thought it was a pretty cool shot where it like, cause it zooms out and you can see she's like, her eyes are open, obviously. You can see she's looking at something and um, obviously it's the paper with all the money in it. It's just creepy with just the shower running. And yeah. It's like quiet and it's just kind of like... Mm. That's really what it would sound like. Did you guys notice in the scene that the sink had two faucets? Yeah, my parents have a sink like that. That has one for hot and one for cold? Mm -hmm. I've never seen that. Yeah, just an older style. Really? Mm -hmm. I did not notice that. We had to rewind it because I was telling Abby and she was like, no, that can't be. I'm like, yeah, there was two fucking faucets. Oh, here's the stab scene. We have the movie on, by the way. I guess there's a little more blood than I remember. She's like pissed and just leaves, dude. She's like, I'm going to stab you and leave. Um, okay, is it possible to clean up this mess without any chemicals? 
Um, probably not this no. day and age. Like, <laughs> you no. need some damn bleach. <laughs> so I said, I was like, I, he's he gonna does mop bleach. it up pretty quick though. Doesn't he have a bucket though? He has a bucket that's empty. S- Did you notice that? Yeah. When oh, he sticks the mop back in the bucket, it's empty. I was like, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense, Norman. Sloppy work, Norman. Oh, gosh. Um, I did think it was hilarious when uh, Lila got to the hardware store and was talking with Sam. And Sam's like, uh, the guy behind the counter's name is Bob. He was like, hey, Bob, why don't you run out and get yourself some lunch? She's like, no, I'm good. I brought my lunch. And he's like, good. Run out and eat it then. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, God. <laughs> Bob's like, no, I'm just going to hang out and, and listen to your conversation. One other thing. Did you catch when Norman said he only changes the linens once a week, whether they've been used or not? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because he's crazy. He's a dirty butt. That's fucking gross, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a warm milk thing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All stems from the warm milk, It see? does, it does. So, Jess, you travel for work quite a bit, and yeah. as do I, um, or I did. Um, you ever check into a hotel and you just don't feel like they actually clean the fucking hotel room? All the time. Oh, really? Like a lot? Like, it never really looks like it, but it's just always in the back of my mind. I'm mm. like, hmm, how clean yeah. is this room? Like... The bed looks nice and neat and they like remade it and everything like that. But um, yeah, you never know about the carpet and shit because it's always dark. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of them are like switching to like wood floors Mm -hmm. now. So that's kind of nice. But yeah, it's fucking you don't know. It's fucking nasty. I checked into this one and there were no pillows and the comforter was like all like jacked up. And I'm like, if they didn't take care of the bed, they probably didn't take care of anything. I had to switch rooms. I was that guy. Yeah. I would. I switched it up. See, I took that line differently. I took it as more that he was like crazy because he was changing the sheets when there was nobody there anyway. Mm. Mm. That okay. could be. Well, he said he hates the smell of mildew. It's a creepy scent. Yeah, so that's how I took it that he's... <laughs> obviously, nobody stays a creepy scent, but he just changes the sheets anyway. Like, I don't know. See, I took it as he only changed them once a week, even if... Because he said yeah. whether they get used or not. So maybe after somebody uses them, he cleans them. I don't know. And why would he have, why would he have not taken the page out of the register with Makes her name no in it? Makes no sense at all. But then I was thinking, well, he's supposed to be Norman. He, like, didn't kill her. Mm-hmm. So he's, act, you know, he doesn't know how to deal with this. That mm. side of him, like, doesn't know what to... Like, he's all yeah. nervous and doesn't know what to do. That's true. The more I think about it. That is true. I didn't think about that, but I thought the same thing. I was like, why wouldn't he yeah. have erased her name out of the book? Which it wasn't even really her name. And she did tell him she was going back to Phoenix, but in the book mm-hmm. she wrote she was from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was one. I also thought, well, maybe he just assumed she used a fake name. She did. I don't think he thought the guy was going to bring a fucking document with her signature on it and yeah. compare it and find it. Right? No, but if you just killed somebody in the ho- in a hotel you owned, wouldn't you like try to get rid of everything? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. The car was funny though, where it stopped. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, oh shit, this isn't going to go all the way down. And then it it's like, because <laughs> at first it looked like it was just like a little crick. <laughs> a little crick. It was just a little backyard crick. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Backyard crit. <laughs> All right, scene five. Back at the Bates Motel. After Arbogast doesn't show up, Sam goes to look for him at the hotel, but doesn't find him or the car. Uh, Sam oh, go- wait. Oh, go ahead. I forgot there's the jump scare. So I actually did jump when she comes out of the bedroom and, and attacks the PI guy at the top of the stairs. Oh, you did? Yeah. You didn't see that coming? I forgot, yeah. Oh, man. But that was a cool shot where it like, zoomed up and was like... It was overhead. Yeah, that was neat. <laughs> Them falling down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was more blood during that scene than the scene in the shower, right? Probably. Probably. Yeah. 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 She gets his whole face sliced open. Mm-hmm. 
Anything else before I start? Does he stab him like right in the head? Right in yeah. the fucking right That's across what I the face. Yeah. There's like yeah. a gash, like mm. a big fucking pussy gash on his face. Yeah. <laughs> pussy <Wait>. gash. <laughs> a pee gash. Pee gash. <laughs> Scene five. Back to the Bates Motel. Uh, Sam goes back to Lila and tells her that he couldn't find Arbogast or Bates at the, at the motel. Lila finds it hard to believe that Arbogast c- would have just left, so they uh, go to visit the sheriff. The sheriff believes that the private detective got a good lead on Marion and lied lied to Lila and Sam to keep them in place while he went after Marion himself. The sheriff calls Norman and finds out that Norman told the detective about the girl, and then he just left. The sheriff tells Lila and Sam that the private detective couldn't have went to went back to question Norman's mother. Norman's mother has been dead and buried for the last 10 years. His wife helped Norman pick out her dress. It was periwinkle blue. It's the only case of murder-suicide in the town's history. Norman's mother poisoned her husband and then killed herself. Norman found them in bed together. Sam asks who the woman was that he saw in the window at Norman's house then. We cut to Norman walking from the office up to the house, going upstairs to talk to his mother. They argue about her hiding in the fruit cellar for a few days so that no one will find her. We get an aerial view of Norman carrying his old-ass mother down the steps as she yells at him, again, belittling him. The next morning, Lila and Sam talk to the sheriff. Well, we find out that he'd actually went and spoken to Norman that morning and checked out the whole house and the hotel, finding nothing. Lila and Sam decide to check out, check into the motel and pretend that they're husband and wife so they can search the grounds. They act very sketchy as they check in and then make uh, their way to cabin number 10. Inside, Lila tells Sam that she believes Norman stole the $40,000 to get out of his dead-end business. They sneak to cabin one to check for clues, only finding a missing shower curtain and a piece of paper on the floor with a number number subtracted from $40,000. Okay, I feel like Lila... Puts a lot of faith in this Arbogast dude. Whenever, because whenever he first showed up there and was talking, to him, he's like a real prick to him. Yeah. yeah. Like, why did they think? Oh, he's just gonna try to help us out now? Because I agree with the sheriff. It's probably more likely he got a good lead and said, "Fuck you guys, I'm gonna go find this lady." Just naive. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Cause Panicked, I, you know, scared. Yeah, I don't know. I just was just like, mm. um, how about the scene? I thought the scene with at the sheriff's house was really good because they don't really. Um, jump right out and tell you that Norman's mom is dead, but you can tell by the mm-hmm. way they're acting as they're yeah. talking that something odd is going mm-hmm. on. So I really did like the build up there. I thought it was good. And uh, then if you, I don't know, being your first time, was that a twist? You, I mean, you probably know of the movie, so I had heard that that's what it was. Okay. But I just like I was like, when does that come into play? Like because yeah. I'd watched it for it. I mean, it's it's like an hour and some in yeah. before you even find that out. <laughs> So I was like, fuck, is that actually what happened there? Because I thought that's what I had heard. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I guess if you had never seen it or heard of it, it'd be like, <gasps> like, <gasps> yeah. fuck. Well, imagine back then when nothing like this had ever. Right. Mm-hmm. And when Norman and his mom are talking, when he's talking to himself or talking to her, so creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Like when he's carrying her down the steps and she's yeah. like bitching at him. Especially when you know like what it is. It's like, right. God. Yeah, it's, fucked up. It's so fucked up. So do you like the twist? I do. You do like the twist. It's pretty okay. sweet. Do you like to do the twist? I do like to do the twist from time to time. While listening to Tiny Tim? Yes. And hula hooping. And hula hooping. And hula hooping. <laughs> While being showered with warm milk. How would Tiny <laughs> Tim sing the twist? Seth, here, hit us with it. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Twist and shout. <laughs> twist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, like, his voice is so weird. Uh, I do like the two of them sneaking around, though. The 
what's her names? Lila uh, and the other dude. Do you think they like each other? I feel like there's oh, a little yeah. something, something mm-hmm. going on there with Lila. Yeah. Samuel. Lila's a dirty broad. She's like, oh, Sammy. Mm. Sammy. The only thing that would have made that better is if we found out that Lila was actually Sam's ex. Oh, shit, oh. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. paying her the alimony. We got a whole new movie now, kids. Mm-hmm. This is true. Yep. This is true. Scene six, Lila on a mission. Sam distracts Norman in the office while Lila goes up to search the uh, cabins and the house. Upstairs, Lila searches... She's in the house now. She searches for Mrs. Bates. She searches in Mrs. Bates's bedroom, finding her clothes and jewelry still there. She finds Norman's room, which still looks like a child lives in it. We see that Sam is pressing Norman about the money, making him very uncomfortable. Norman hits Sam over the head and takes off toward the house because he's figured out what's going on. Lila goes into the cellar to hide from Norman. In the basement, she sees Mrs. Bates sitting in a chair looking at a wall. When she spins her around, we see that there is a wig on the skeleton of Mrs. Bates, and Lila screams. Norman runs in, dressed like an elderly woman, holding a butcher knife above his head, screaming, I am Norma Bates. Sam runs in and grabs Norma, or Norman, before he can can get to Lila. Sam pulls him to the ground, taking the knife from him as the cellar light swings and illuminates Mrs. Bates' skull. Do you guys think if Norman hadn't rushed to the house like that, that Lila would have, because she dips under the stairs to hide from him because she sees him coming up the steps. Do you think she would have checked the cellar? No. No, I don't. If she wasn't even headed that, that way. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she would have either. So I think that Norman kind of. He fucked up. <laughs> that boy fucked up. He screwed up. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you think Sam was being a little too forceful with Norman? Maybe, yeah. Probably. Like being mean. For the situation, oh. yeah. You should have kept your cool yeah, like a little he, bit more. Like why would you want to piss him off? Like yeah. you're trying to. I think he was like frustrated because he probably likely knows that he is the one that did something to his girlfriend. And yeah. He probably just yeah. overcome with anger. That's Maybe it's true. a tactic try to scare him. Probably. I mean, Norman's fr- is frightened. He frightens pretty easily, yeah. I think. He's not, and he's not yeah. a real big dude. He's real mm-hmm. skinny, kind of yeah. lanky. Um,. Let's discuss Anthony Perkins acting in this scene because I rewound it a couple times. Is Which part? Say that rewound, 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 yeah. rewound. Be kind, rewound. rewind. Anthony Perkins when he comes in dressed as Norma, and I again I reversed it a couple times. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it because at first like I didn't catch it, but like when you watch that scene, um, he is not only believes he's an elderly woman, he actually acts like an elderly mm-hmm. woman. Like because Sam grabs him and he like doesn't put up hardly any fight no he just seems real fragile and then did you notice like the facial expressions he was making Mm -hmm. during it yeah dude it was excellent it was very good yeah no he did really well i was like wow i didn't i didn't realize like his acting was and even in the parts where he jumps back and forth from being like angry to kind of complacent like i also thought he did really well so it legitimately reminded me of like split yeah oh that's true it reminded me a lot of that I was like, that mm. had to be where he got some of his inspiration when he did that film. Yeah, because, I mean, we could talk about this after, but I don't think they ever did a movie about bipolar or anything like that at this point. In 1960? Yeah, yeah so yeah, this would have been, not. like, really taboo to even yeah. talk about. Well, yeah, and I, we'll get to it in a minute, but I really like the, the toward the final scene where the psychiatrist kind of explains what was going on and which that's the next scene but um so i have a question about yeah go ahead <clears throat> norma's bedroom so you know how lila sees that there's a big indentation in the bed yeah so yeah. you think norman is sleeping in there as her all the time probably i 
think Crazy so. Ass. I know. Because in the other room's like a kid's room. I'm like, this grown ass man is not sleeping in there. Yeah. But maybe he is. I don't know. I think he probably, it depends on which person yeah. is taking over the body. But they like made a thing to show that the bed was obviously slept in. Yeah, that was a big ass indentation, mm-hmm. dude. He needs a new bed. Yeah. He's probably got fucking scoliosis. He needs to flip <laughs> that mattress over. Gotta flip it, man. That's an old mattress. Some of the double sided ones. Or maybe he's not even necessarily her when he sleeps in there. He just sleeps in there. Yeah. Mm. It's fucked up. Could be. I'll be honest. I thought she was feeling it to see if it was warm. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe. It didn't make any sense, but that's where I was at with it. I was like, why is she well, touching kinda, it? Well, because if she, you know, the mother is supposed to be dead, but the room clearly looks like it's lived in. Right. By a woman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then let's talk about Norman's room. Oh, sorry. Did you have something? Okay. Norman's room um, it was like a kid's room. Like a, like a little kid's room. Mm-hmm. So a, there was only a record player. Uh, what was the book? Did you guys catch what the book was? I didn't see what I it I forgot. Was it a picture book or like an actual it book? It looked like a book book. Okay. Yeah, it was thick. She, when she's reading it, like her eyes kind of look like their eyes are getting big, but then it never explains like what the book was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else before we jump into the final scene? No. All right. Oh, well, the skull reveal. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, reveal. that would have been nuts. horrifying back then to see that. That was nuts. Were you I, expecting that? No. Yeah. Did you think it was a person sitting in the chair? I th- like at first when I saw the wig, I was like, no, it's just it's got to be just like on like a mannequin type thing or something. Yeah. But yeah, no, I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. I like how the light, because uh, when she flips, uh, when lila turns the chair around her she like screams and like flails her arms in there mm. she hits the light and the light is swinging yeah yeah and then it's like lighting up the skull i thought that was really cool. yeah it's creepy and honestly i'm not a big fan of black and white movies but like i think this movie probably i don't know that it wouldn't look better in color but i don't mind it in black and white. i think they the way they shot it it looks really well well it's, one of the facts they talk about he wanted it in black and white because he thought it'd be too gory in color oh yeah and he was trying to like make it as cheap as possible mm Oh, there you go. His color was probably expensive at the time. Man. He should have done it in 3D. I actually like it in black and white. Me too. Like, I don't think I would have liked it as much if it wasn't. Kind of contributes to its creepiness a Mm -hmm. little bit. I think so as well. They do a really good job with, like, shadows, shadow work and stuff in this. Especially in that scene in the cellar. Scene seven, the final scene. Scene opens at the courthouse. The psychiatrist that has been talking to Norman explains that Norman is gone. He only half exists to begin with. Norma only exists now. Norma killed Marion and Arbogast, and they can be found in the swamp behind the motel. We find out that there are two other missing person cases in the area, both young girls. Ten years ago, Norma killed his mother and her husband. When his mother got married, he felt like she pushed him away for the new man. He tried to erase the crime in his own mind. He stole her body, kept her in the fruit cellar, preserved her the best he could. He began to think and speak for her. At times, he could be both personalities and speak for both of them. He was never all Norman, but sometimes he was all Norma. When he felt a strong attraction to any woman, the mother's side would come into play and murder the girls. Norman dressed like his mother to keep the illusion of his mother be, uh, mother alive. He tried to be his mother, and now he is fully his mother. When the mind houses two personalities, there is always a battle. In Norman's case, the dominant personality has won. He knew nothing about the $40,000. This was a crime of passion, not a crime of profit. We see Norman sitting in a room as Mrs. Bates talks clearly in his head because his mouth, his lips aren't moving. So clearly it's, it's normal talking inside of Norman's head. She couldn't let him think 
she couldn't let them think that she committed these crimes. She had to turn him in like she should have so many years ago. A fly lands on Norman's hand as Mrs. Bates says she won't even swat the fly. She hopes they're watching. And when they are, they'll say she's harmless. She wouldn't even swat a fly. We see them dragging Marion's car from the swamp behind the motel as the screen goes black. The end. Woo. I'm tired. I'm going to start doing like... Uh, Yoga after these Ooh. these Yogi. sessions. Seth got very excited. Um, Jess, your first time ever watching the movie. What what did you think at the end? Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Ooh yeah. Yeah, like I just I I thought it was really good. It wasn't a hundred percent what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really fucking creepy. I did mm-hmm. not think I was gonna be as creeped out as I was. Yeah, it's scary. So I don't want to get sad right now, but. We have to have a serious talk with the Krubies. We are retiring a segment, a segment we've done since we started the podcast, you know, all so many months ago. Thoughts After Watching is dead. We're going to bury it in the ground next to Norma. And now we've got a great new segment called Fun Facts with Seth. (laughs) Seth, why don't you hit us with the fun facts that you found for this movie? Well, I'll start with this one that I didn't actually highlight, but the last scene... Alfred Hitchcock actually hated it. The dragging the lake scene? No, the um, uh, psychiatrist explaining it. Oh, really? The scene I just said I loved? Yeah, he said he felt the scene was boring and the movie came to a grinding halt at this point. Mm. The scene has also been ripped to shreds by critics over the years as the worst scene in the movie and one of Hitchcock's worst scenes ever. Really? Hitchcock and viewers felt the scene was unnecessarily unnecessary overly obvious and too talky slowing down the action and suspense of the rest of the movie Hmm. but there was strong pressure from the studios and powers that be that funded it uh that they wanted to relieve the pressure from the earlier scene and explain the action to the less insightful audience members the less insightful audience who might be confused by the big reveal at the ending so the scene was kept in they legitimately kept this scene in the movie for me (laughs) yeah they're like this dumbass from Ohio ain't going to get it. I like, I liked it. I liked. I didn't it mind it, but I mean, like for us now, like we'd figure out what was going on. But I guess back then you would probably be like, "What the fuck just happened?" Well, that's, that's why. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was just gonna say yeah. Well, that's what <laughs> I was just gonna say yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's why I liked it because I feel like Sam and Lila clearly didn't understand what was going on, and then the police are asking questions, and he's like, "It's not just him coming in and explaining; he's like answering their questions." Yeah. Because he was like, Norman didn't kill those girls. Norma did. And here's why. Because the, the, in that scene, one of the people are like, oh, are you going to try to use some fancy uh, science to try to make an alibi for him or something? And he was like, no, I'm just going to explain what's going on. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I liked it. Yeah. Well, I just think bipolarism and that just wasn't something people knew about or right. talked about. People were yeah. just crazy if they, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's another fun fact. So when the cast and crew began to work on the first day, they had to raise their hands and promise not to divulge one word of the story. Uh, Hitchcock also withheld the ending part of the script from his cast until he needed to shoot it. So nobody knew how the movie was going to end. That's very similar to Scream movie set. They they give out a bunch yep. of different scripts for the Scream movie so that nobody knows who the killers are at the end. Kind of cool. Yeah. So Walt Disney refused to allow Sir Alfred Hitchcock to film at Disneyland in the early 1960s because Hitchcock had made that disgusting movie, Psycho. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm, fuck Disney. 
motherfuckers. I actually saw the Psycho House at Universal Studios. Yeah, I did too in like yeah. 1990. Oh, really? Is it still know. there? I don't know if it's still uh, there. I read somewhere in here that it's there, but they moved it. It's not in its original location. Mm. So maybe you'll know because I don't. Is the So the Bates Motel series, is the house similar to this house? Yeah, it's not filmed there. I think they filmed this in like Canada. I looked it up once and they actually built the house just for oh. that show and then tore it down. Gotcha. Yeah. But inside it looks similar? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it looks very similar. And you'll find this interesting, Josh. In the opening scene, Marion Crane is wearing a white bra because Hitchcock wanted to show her as being angelic. After she has taken the money, the following scene has her in a black bra because now she has done something wrong and evil. Oh, shit. Similarly, before she steals the money, she has a white purse. After she's stolen the money, her purse is black. Damn. I didn't even notice that. Evil. I didn't either. She's a witchy woman. She's witchy a witchy woman. <laughs> if you're going to sing, I need you to do it in the Tiny Tim boys. <laughs> witchy woman. <laughs> 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 this one's for Jess. So the blood used was actually Bosco chocolate syrup. I think this is pretty well known because it showed up better on camera. Wow. Yeah. So it was like it was like dark. Yeah. Mm. I'm hungry mm. now. <laughs> chocolate syrup. Uh, let's see. In total, three actresses recorded Norma Bates's dialogue. The recordings were then mixed together until Hitchcock found the right tone of voice for each particular scene. Mm. So it was not Anthony Perkins doing the woman's voice? No. Uh -uh. Damn. I feel like I could do a woman's voice. Uh, Norman uses three different knives on Marion, Abergast, and Lila. They're all different, so none of Mm. them are the same. That's what it says. He likes to use a fresh knife. That's what it is. He probably buried the knife with the body, I bet. That's true. Okay, let's do one more. Okay. The shower scene was shot from December December 17th, ooh, my birthday, through December 23rd, 1959. It features 77 different camera angles and includes 50 cuts. 50? Yeah. Like stabs? I don't know, cuts. I don't know what that means in film. Oh, maybe it's a cut. Like cut. A theater cut. person, not a film person. I went to business school. I didn't go to the art school like Seth. Yeah, so those are some fun facts. With Seth. Oh Even God. though there's like... 500 on here. You did a great job. Those were very factual. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it was very factual. (laughs) Very factual. As a matter of fact. Ooh. All right. Let's jump into (laughs) HMC favorites. Jess, what was your favorite scene or scenes from the movie? Um, I'm just going to have to go with the classic shower scene. Ooh. Because it was really fucking creepy when he came up. Mm. Of course, I've only ever seen like her face like before I had seen this. Yeah. Like that iconic picture of her like screaming. Um, so I didn't really know like what the person looked like that came up to her. I would have probably the same fucking reaction. Do you think she knew it was him when, as soon as she turned around? I don't think so. I mm. think she was probably super confused, especially with like the fucking wig and everything. Like, yeah, she didn't really have time <laughs> to fuck? be like to process what was going on. Yeah, I, I feel like so. you would have survived though, Seth. Why? Because I feel like you get like angry real quick. So like you would have turned, you'd be like, what the. F- that's true. I mean, what are you doing in here? You would have threw the soap like right yeah. at their head. Mm. And Norman would be like, oh! and it would give you that split second to that's true. grab his dick. That was my favorite scene. Under like, the dress. It sucked that that's what had to happen. But yeah. Especially so since she had had a change of heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's karma. She shouldn't have sold the money. Seth, what's your favorite scene? Uh, there's so many. Uh, probably the reveal of Norma in the basement. Mm, the cellar. That's like the really like, yeah. oh my God, point in the movie. That's the moment. Mm-hmm. 
I think my favorite scene is um, the the final scene after the psychiatrist when they're zooming in on Norman's face and you can hear Norma talking like in so his head because it is creepy. Um, I'm not even gonna swat that fly. And he like is like starts <laughs> to like creepily smile. Oh, it's that like look up that mm-hmm. he does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably my favorite. That's your like God. This dude is fucking crazy. He's a psycho. He's a psycho. <gasps> Jess, what was your favorite kill in the movie? Uh, it was Arbogast. Mm. Just that stab in the face. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. And then like him falling on the stairs. I thought that was kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't expecting something like that from a movie during this time period. So it was kind of cool. I wonder how they film that. Cause they show him like falling backwards down the steps, but it's like in slow motion. Yeah. It's Probably, like, he's like yeah. trying to like grab something yeah. sort yeah. of like, Probably some kind of trick they did. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite kill is probably the shower, just because it's so iconic. And like I said, every you can have a picture of that or show that, and everybody knows exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Mine's the same as Jess. Because there's a jump scare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You love them jump scares, mm-hmm. don't you? I just like the way it was shot from up above. I thought that was cool. That is very cool, the camera angle. Um, thing you liked the most about the movie, Seth? Probably like the cinematography, the way everything was shot. I just thought it was, it made it creepier. It was mm-hmm. kind of artistically done, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. It's very artsy. Yeah. And the score. I like the the violins and the strings. Ooh, yeah. yeah. The score's good. Definitely yeah. adds to it. What about you, Jess? That's what I said. I said the score. <sighs> it makes it extremely creepy. It is really creepy. Yeah. Uh, I think Anthony Perkins acting for me. I think it's uh, mm-hmm. completely undervalued in this. It never gets talked about, but like, in the multiple scenes that we've already talked about, we don't need to dive into him anymore, but like he, he does really well playing different characters and you can like see the expressions on his face where he like changes mm-hmm. in his mind. So yeah, I think he does a great job. The thing you did not like about the movie, um, I'll go first for this one. So I went first yet. I think it was a little too long. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I don't know. It's just like, God, there's, not that it drug at any certain point. It was just like, I feel like we could have we could have maybe mm-hmm. sped it up a little bit. And I also wish there were more kills. But it was made in 1960, so I understand why there's not. But there's only, really, there's only the two kills, right? Marion and Arbogast? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I would like to see Norman maybe get a little knife crazy. But what about you, Jess? Um, I also said kind of slow at times. Hmm. Wow. We're simpatico. Like, I, there were so many parts where th- they were just, like, fucking walking around or something that I feel mm-hmm. like could have been, like, cut out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's really it. I liked everything else about it. Seth? I can't really think of anything I don't like about it, honestly. Oh, God. Oh God here we go. Here we fucking go. He's trying, he's trying to get in the top ten. He's trying to get in the tens. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to break that ten. I'm going to break it. Will you watch it again? Seth. Yeah, I purchased it on Voodoo. He owns it. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to watch it every night. I got to get my money's worth. Duh. I'm going to get my $6 worth. I'm going to put Voodoo in the red on this one, baby. <laughs> put Voodoo on blast. <laughs> what about you, Jeff? Uh, yes, I would. I'm also going to watch it again. Maybe right now. Oh, would, we are. I would kind of rather like have us all watch it together. I think mm. that would be cool. We can do that. This should have been our watch party movie instead of the fucking Toxic Avenger, you jerks. Had to do something that was good conversation-wise. For the record, who fucking texts Mark about the movie? No, none of us. Remember? It was you. We're not getting it. (laughs) We doing this again? Jessica's getting angry. This has already been argued. Okay, fine. Fuck off. Stop. We're done. Is this going to be the thing that breaks us up? 
I would hope not. Okay. That would be pretty Stabbies. sad if it was. <laughs> Stabby's rating. We 28%. <laughs> we rate every movie on a zero to five. Stabby's scale. Depending on how much we like the movie. Um, there's been some shitty picks. We've, they've gotten a zero. I'm sorry. Some things to get fives. Um, whew. Our top rated Stabby's movies. Let me make sure I got the right sheet in front of me. Gosh, I would hate to piss Seth off and say the wrong movies because he gets so mad at me. Scream with a 4.8. Uh, tied for second with 4.7s is going to be Text Chainsaw Massacre 2003, The Ring of the Codging, and Rob Zombie's Halloween. Halloween H2O and Raider not have a 4.6 average Stabby's rating. Bringing it up the rear is Ginger Dead Man with a 0.7 and Killer Condom with a 1.5. Whew. Seth, your movie, HMC 41. Psycho, what do you give this movie? A five. Oh, I'm breaking shit. my five. Is that cherry. your first five? That's my first one. How's it feel? I feel, I felt like nervous about it. I was like, oh. you're going to sit up, up all night and <laughs> contemplate. Did I do the right thing here? Did I do it? All right. Well, you let us change ratings every, you know, other episode. So, oh my God, I do not. I give you the opportunity to correct a, a mistake that you may have made in the past. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a forgiving guy. Yep. Solid five. This solid. is one of the first horror movies I ever saw mm. as a kid. And it's just so iconic. I don't know. And I feel like it kind of launched horror as what it's seen today. Dude, you're getting deep. Because before this, it was a lot of the, you know, like the thing or like mm -hmm. the swamp monster and the, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff, which are kind of campy. Right. This, I feel like I'm putting it in like the context of 1960, like how scary this would have been to see. I can agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Yeah. So that's that's my rating. He went hard in the paint on this one. That's yeah. your highest rated movie yet. Yeah. <gasps> Jess, what do you give this movie? I gave it a 4.7. Ooh. Oh, shit. Jess yeah. gave it a 4.7. It's up there. It was up there. Why did you give it a 4.7? You want to elaborate at all? You don't have to. You want to. I'm curious just because it's your first time seeing it. I just really enjoyed it. It was super fucking creepy. Yeah. I was not expecting to like feel that way when I watched it. Mm -hmm. I was like, eh, this is probably going to be kind of like lame. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, because it's old know. and black yeah, and white. Like, yeah. I, just, I, just, I wasn't <clears throat> expecting it to. I, I don't know. I just see too much gore stuff. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I was just like, oh, and it's in black and white. So I don't know. Like yeah. I'm not a huge black and white like person. Like I don't, I don't really watch a lot of black and white films. So it, I was a little nervous about it, but it exceeded yay. the expectations. It exceeded your expectations. It did. Whew, that's crazy. Okay. I enjoyed this movie a lot. I've seen it before. I really, really enjoy it. I also like the groundwork that it laid for movies later, like Scream. Because mm -hmm. you know I'm a huge Scream fan. I know. Do I like it more than Scream? No. Do I like it more than Rob Zombie's Halloween? No. I think it slates for me at a 4.8. Wow. Is where I'm putting it at. It's a 4.8. Not expecting that from you. For me, I like this movie. I think it's a great movie. It's, uh, again, laid a lot of groundwork for other movies. Let's I didn't really realize it that much either until I watched it now. After all the stuff we've watched, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, now I know where that came from. Oh, movies yeah. pull from it all the time. Yeah. Let's jump over to those other folks. You know, the Rotten Tomatoes folks. But again, we are where you should go to get your ratings, not those guys. So, But we know we like to give them a little bit of credit. So Seth, do you want to read the critics' consensus? Sure. Infamous for its shower scene, 
but immortal for its contribution to the horror genre because Psycho was filmed with tact, grace, and art. Hitchcock didn't just create modern horror, he validated it. Oh, shit. Wow. That's serious business. Yeah, that's dude. a very, like, wow. That is serious business. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He All validated right. that shit. Yeah. I lost my place. I'm sorry. <laughs> he pulled uh, up in a horror movie and it got validated. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Rotten Tomatoes. Critics consensus uh, is 96% on 103 counts. I actually figured out a way to find out their actual average rating. You actually just click on it. It's very easy. Oh. <laughs> their average rating is 92%. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience, 95% on 100,000 ratings. IMDb has an 8.5 out of 10 or 85% on 610,000 ratings. Us, the horror movie crew, where you should be going to get your ratings from we gave it a 4.8 out of 5 that ties it for the highest rated movie Seth Scream and Psycho are tied at a 4.8 I think that's a good pairing to be in the top 2 I agree well you went from not being in the top 10 to tied for first I had something in the top 10 God, he had to pull out it's like when uh, in those Vin Diesel Misery movies or something one of them nah bro that's 12 so in those um Vin Diesel movies, you know, where they're racing and the guy's about to lose and then he hits the NOS button. Mm -hmm. Seth just hit the NOS button. He did. And I'm going to pick some real shitty movies for the next guy. <laughs> oh, God, help me. Uh, okay. We were pretty on par with what they rated it. Yeah, we're pretty close. But we're way better than them. But we are better. Yes. yes. Jess agrees. Agreed. It's Jess certified. It is. Oh, we should start doing that. This Jess movie certified. Is Jess certified. Ooh, is that a stamp? A stamp. Ooh, I like it. It should be like a warm milk, cold milk. So like if <laughs> Ooh, it's... super warm milk. Yeah. <laughs> is that good or bad, though? I think warm milk would be good, right? I thought we decided it was bad. Well, yeah. I mean, it is bad, but I was thinking like, I don't know, it's hot. Like, Ooh. <laughs> oh, talk about it's boiling a hot, milk. A hot pick. So super warm milk. <laughs> super warm. I don't know. Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, shoot. All right, before we get out of here, is there anything else you guys want to discuss about Psycho? Seth's fucking movie at a 4.8 out of 5. I don't think so. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, do some Patreon shout-outs. Mark and Brooke at a podcast on Elm Street. Again, we just did a um, flip-flop episode. They hosted our show. We hosted theirs. It's <laughs> the out now. You can go listen to it. Michael from the We Love Horror Podcast, also a co-host on my other podcast, Another Horror Pod. Uh, we dropped our Evil Dead episode today, which will be out by the time this comes out. It'll be last week, so go check that out. Uh, and then my lovely mother. So thanks to all those folks for being Patreon members. They get every episode early. They get bonus content. They get cool merchandise from us. I just sent out their stickers, by the way, so they should have them by now. I didn't get a thank you from any of them, though. Fucking <laughs> Expecting them to like send you a thank you card in the mail. <laughs> I mean, a boy can dream. You're right? hoping they send you one of their stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's um, do a sticker swap. I'm into swapping the uh, stickers. That sounded real bad, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the watch party. I fucked up. I didn't do a very good job of communicating, and I also um, forgot it was Easter weekend, so the watch party is not going to be this, well, by the time this comes out, it'll be last Saturday the 3rd. We're going to do it uh, April 17th is the watch party. We're going to be watching the movie The Toxic Avenger that um, Jess picked. Very excited for it. It's I actually kind of am excited for it. I think it'll be fun. There's That's a lot of content there. 
Um, so that's our first episode of April for the April showers bring dot 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 theme. Um, our next episode is going to be HMC 42, I think. Yes. And Jess, it's going to be your episode. You want to tell the kids what the episode is going to be? Uh, we are going to discuss Poltergeist. Ooh, another good classic. Yes. We got to rate it high to get Seth's thing out of the, the top. We'll talk later. Yeah. About how we can sabotage this pick. <laughs> I'm actually excited. I bought it for five bucks on Amazon, the Blu-ray. Nice. It's sitting on the shelf over there. Yeah, That's you can't beat one. that. Although it showed up and I was pissed because I realized I didn't get the one with the digital code. Shit. But that's okay. I'll watch the DVD. Um, yeah, so that wraps up HMC 41. Are you guys sure you don't have anything else you want to talk about? I am sure. I'm giving you the floor here, kids. We're giving it back. Yeah. Do you want to hula dance <laughs> again? Dude, that would be so fucking funny. We might have to make a, a reel. Yeah. A reel. A reel. Just rehearsing her America's Got Talent. <laughs> Lord. I don't know if I can hula hoop anymore. I want to do the hula hoop on my arm, though. Oh, yes. Mm, you get two yeah. going. Yeah. You yeah. want on your neck? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see what I'm doing, but it looks good. <laughs> well, you have that, like, fucking 10-foot neck. You could probably get two, three hula hoops going around I think that thing. one of us should be, like, doing it on our neck, one on the waist, and then one of us on our arm. My neck. we can all do it together. My back. My <laughs> We're out of here. Bye. Bye, Bye. Y'all. Oh, wait. Bye, y'all. Hey, Krubies. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more or you want to follow us on social media, Jess, where can they find us at? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Horror Movie Crew Podcast. And you can listen on any major podcast platform. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. We'll see you next time. Bye, all. They like do. 52 year olds do. <laughs> That's funny though. Do they say hey y'all? Ew. <laughs> God. You know what? I'm not sure if they did or not. You know, the microphone never picks those up because I never hear them. I take them out. Nah. <sighs> I take them out. Yeah. You got to adjust your doodadder. Your doodadder. Your doohickey. <laughs> there we go oh my god (laughs) fucking creep (laughs) if i had to listen to that over and over in a room i'd for sure go crazy yeah that was pretty fucking creepy emma roberts is so beautiful (laughs) dead silence i'm gonna go ahead and hit the watcher again button right there boy we're gonna do her big tonight baby (laughs) that sounded like beetlejuice